You're listening to the Trailblazers podcast, episode 37 with Ike Anderson. You're listening to the Trailblazers podcast, where we will explore the stories of successful black professionals. Join us as we highlight the knowledge, resources, and tools of these accomplished trailblazers to help provide the know-how, confidence, and motivation you need to blaze your trail. And now, here's your host, Stephen Hart. What's up, Trailblazers? Welcome back to another episode of the Trailblazers podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Hart. For today's episode, I was so pleased to have had the opportunity to talk with a seasoned serial entrepreneur, marketer, and business professional, Mr. Ike Anderson. Ike is the CEO and founder of a company called Upstart Internet. And they're an internet marketing and digital ad agency located in West Palm Beach, Florida. Now, I especially loved Ike's business model because Upstart primarily serves and focuses on a very targeted audience in law firms. Now, if you'd like to read Ike's full bio, come on over to tbpaw.com slash Ike Anderson to view his show notes, including the episode's outline, a video of Ike's story and his purpose behind his firm, and all the resources and links that we discussed in today's recording. Now, I really enjoyed today's episode and I'm excited to hear your biggest takeaways. So when you get through listening to today's episode, feel free to jump on over to Facebook, Twitter, or IG. Hit me up and share you know, what you enjoyed most about today's episode. So guys, go ahead, grab a pen and pad or open your Evernote app and get set to draw some wisdom from today's trailblazer, Ike Anderson. Mike, thanks for being our featured guest on today's episode. Stephen, thanks for having me. So Ike and I were just talking about this before we jumped into this recording, but we initially met back in, in mid-June through our mutual friend and a, a guest of the podcast, episode one's Donald C. Kelly, big up Donald. And I'd hoped to actually have you on an interview, you know, back back in June, right? But things didn't happen. And as you echoed just a minute ago, you know, all things happen when they should. So we're looking forward to capturing an even better story from you tonight, right? <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> so Ike, we, we love to get, you know, started off with the mindset of gratitude. Could you maybe share what's, you know, something you're most grateful for in your life right now? Oh, wow. Awesome question. And I guess just to frame it, you know, gratitude is, is an, um, an awesome emotion because when you have that feeling and state of gratitude, you can't have fear or anger simultaneously in your body. Just having a state of gratitude just pretty much flushes any fear you have inside of you. That's, that's a really important thing that I learned a few years ago. Yes. Um, what I'm grateful for, first of all, a lot of things, but health and strength. Um, because without health and strength, um, you really can't do anything, you know, you, you can't love as much, uh, you can't execute as much, you can't do anything. So that's, that's the first foundation of, of anything is, is just being grateful for life. Yeah, man. So true. Without your health, nothing else matters. It's like, it just sucks everything. All the other focus just moves to health. So very important, very important. So Ike, as, as I was looking at, at Upstart and I'm thinking and looking at your bio, you know, I, I wanted to start off by talking about, you know, what, what was the problem that you discovered that fueled the vision for you to create a solution through Upstart? Well, I think ultimately it was about freedom for me, Stephen, and freedom in the sense that 
you know, I always had the mindset that I wanted to do what I want to do, when I want to do it, how I want to do it, because of whatever reason I want to. And, you know, I, I think in order for us to execute to a certain extent for me, um, I had to go the entrepreneurial route. So, okay. you know, that, that was one of the main things that, that fueled um, me starting a marketing agency. Mm. And starting even my first business because the the marketing agency is pretty successful. That's probably about my seventh business. Um, you know, and you know, I failed on maybe the first four or five, but I kept on going. Right. You know, but um, yeah, but I think the fuel for me is, is the fuel of freedom. And in this current state right now, since I've created freedom is the, the power to actually help others. Right. Um, my employees, my family. Um, so that's, that's my big fuel right now is to create a legacy. Right. That's awesome. So why focus upstarts on lawyers? Why that niche first? <laughs> that's a really good question. So, you know, when we started out, we were uh, what you call a jack of all trades. You know, we would target anyone that would do internet marketing. Right. Um, but over time, we realized that we can't be everything to everyone. Mm. And, you know, we, we had to find out which demographic actually paid the highest financially and we, which we could actually create a system and execute easily. Um, and the next thing was, who can we create the highest return on investments for? So an average attorney spends five, ten thousand dollars $10,000 minimum per month for our services. If we got them two or three cases, they've already got a return on investment easily. So it's, it's a lot easier for us to, to create some ROI in that respect versus a, a smaller cost per product company. Let's say like an AC company, you know, they charge 75 to $120 for general service. If they paid us a minimum of $5,000, we'd have to be flooding them with cases or, you know, clients in order for them to get the ROI. So, right. you know, when you, you know, <laughs> you find where the big whales are and that's all we hunt is the big whales. We don't try to go after the guppies if you, you know, if you look at it that way, because, you know, you realize your um, your time is very important and you want to be able to get the most out of your time as possible. So that's one of the reasons why we went the attorney route. So you talked about ROI, you know, that return on investment, right? Yes. Have you expanded to other professions and, and maybe share with us what other professions have worked well for your model? Right. We Well, we have a division that does handles medical also. We have quite a bit of plastic surgery, cosmetic surgeons um, throughout the country. So we do have a medical division and that's the second largest division. Um, and we, we do work for quite a few hospitals um, and larger cosmetic practices. So you're really so kind you, of focusing on that high ticket service, right? Definitely. And you know, the, the, the thing is about it, you know, like sometimes we exchange time for money. Yeah. But there's a reason why someone out there can say, hey, I'm charging $5,000 an hour, right? Versus someone that says, I'm charging you $15 an hour, mm -hmm. right? So I realize that the more you charge, it's actually, you get the higher clientele certain, to, a certain, to a certain extent. You have a process and you implement it. It's so much easier and it, it, it's just less work. Right. So you become a specialist. You know, when you, when you just isolate your target market and then you speak their language and then it's just, you know, it just works out better. 
and the quality of work is better because you're not you're not servicing this high quantity of exactly. of, of clients. Exactly, exactly. So at at one point, we actually had to release about twenty percent of our clients because if you if you understand the eighty twenty rule, you're spending eighty you percent of your time on them. Exactly. So you, you, the, the ones, the ones that pain you the most, you spend twenty percent of your time on. Always the, the one, Exactly. So if you can understand the eighty twenty rule, and you realize which of your clients is the higher paying ticket that you, you needs more of your time, you can actually release the ones, or not even release them, give them the opportunity to upgrade. Right. You know. Then, then you know, really paying attention to that eighty twenty rule is is really important. Yeah, but but yeah. tail of the tape is usually those are the ones that want to spend a dollar more than they have to. Exactly, and they they yeah. take most of your time. Right. Ultimately, right. right. Yeah, it's a good point, man. But, good wisdom. Uh, Make sure you know you guys listening. Listen to this. This is gonna transform your mindset right now. You know, really kind of listening to what Ike is sharing here. Don't chase everybody. You, you really need to look at where, where your time and energy is best spent and really focusing on how you can provide a quality service. Great stuff, man. Definitely. And, you know, even to, to, to add to that, you want to become a specialist, right. not a dabbler. Right. And in our specific industry, you know, you build, not, you, you build your, your track record by becoming a specialist in a certain area. So that take you again from asking, you know, $50 an hour to 500 an hour, because mm-hmm. now you're a specialist and people are coming to you because you're a specialist in, in attorneys or whatever the case may be. So whatever you do, you got to become a specialist in that particular area. Yeah. 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 If you don't mind sharing, where did capital come from to get this agency off the ground? Was it so? Was it an agency that you had to raise capital for, or was it just really you pouring in your savings? Oh my! <laughs> so I think you really have to be resourceful. Resources can only take you so far, right? When when we started, we we had no dime, no nothing. The only money I had was to make a flyer. You know, we made the flyers and just started walking up and down the street. And that's how we started. So there wasn't really any raising a capital or capital infusion or anything. You started um, the idea and you just got going. That's it. That's it. I was able to convince a friend of mine about the idea. And apparently I was convincing enough to <laughs> to um, enroll him in, in helping. So we pretty much hit the streets. So that's, that's how we got started. Um, so, you know, it was just grassroots hit right. the pavement. Yep. What kind of creative strategies do you recall using in those early days when you're on this minimal cash flow for maybe some of these other people who who listening to you right now in that position? You know, what what's some creative things that you, you recall having done right. that, that worked for you? Right. Well, I think it all started from the mindset. That's- because you can have an awesome creative strategy, but if you don't have that mindset of execution, it's kind of pointless. So it's like I'm an animal backed in the corner of a wall and somebody's trying to kill me and I'm pretty much just got to get out. That was the mindset. Like, I'm going to go out. I'm going to make this happen because, you know, at the time my wife was pregnant with her first mm-hmm. kid and I left a really awesome job um, working at IBM, making six figures to chase this 
vision and dream of building my own company. And when I left and started, I had no idea it would be so difficult. So the first thing I had to do was fix my mindset and saying, you know, the the boats are burnt. I have no retreat. I'm not going to get another job. I'm just going to go out and execute and make this work. So that was the first mindset. And then the next thing was hitting the pavement. But then after about a month with no business, no result, I realized I had to switch my strategy. So at that point, I realized that you have to network. You have to meet people that is out in the industry talking to other people. So that's when I, I got into the the mindset of, of meeting people more, talking to them, seeing how I can help them. And in right. turn, they helped me. And I went into different network organizations, networking organizations, and, and that's actually how I, I really started building up. Um, the first client I had actually did the project for free just to get it going because I saw the long-term relationship that I would have with these people if right. I did a really good job. Uh-huh. And... You know, quite frankly, some of the things that they wanted to do, I said, no problem. I would do it. I had no idea how to do oh, it. To at do this it. <laughs> right. But I said, I got it. No problem. Um, and I'll get it done and deliver it in better quality than you even expected. Right. Um, and that's, that's exactly what I did. And it, you realize that at the end of the day, you got to blow people's mind. If they expect 50%, you give them 100 every single time. Mm. Um, so that was one of the main things is always going above and beyond. Um, and, and whatever. And making those delivered. sacrifices, right? Of course, man. Of course. Of course. Um, and sometimes in the middle of it, you feel like you can't be bothered, but that's when you just keep pushing through and, and just deliver, deliver, deliver. And trust me, once you start delivering higher quality, more than what people expect, they don't care. They're going to pay you. Right. And at that time, you can ask for what you want because you, you more than earn it and, and you'll get it. Right. So what have been some of your failures what, and what have you learned from them? Failures? I really don't have failures, you know, Stephen. I have what you call epic learn. I love that. Exactly. We don't, right. I, don't, I don't fail. I mean, everything that I do, I learn something from it. Right. Um, so that, that's how I look at it. You know, I ask my kids, how did you fail today? Because yeah. in my, my mindset, failing is awesome. Failing is good because yeah. you're, you're learning something from it, yes. right? And it's getting you prepared for that next thing. So, you know, I don't call it failing. I call it learning. Epic learning. <laughs> I love it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but so, me, what, what have been some I've, epic I've, lessons? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've had a few of those. I think... <laughs> I think one that resonates right now is um, probably about five years ago, I developed a platform that plugs into Facebook where you can actually create websites and shopping carts using a a page on Facebook. We spent about four months with about 23 developers, spent a little over 400,000 at that time and launched, started making some money started getting venture interest and uh, flying really high, man. And overnight, Facebook made an algorithm change, which pretty much killed the business dead in the water. We had no idea they were going to make that change and the business just crashed. So we had a few hundred subscribers 
and uh, a whole bunch of developers uh, assigned to this project, and uh, we just had to regroup. So one of the things I learned from that situation is that you, if you, you really can't throw all your seeds on somebody else's land that mm-hmm. you don't own and expect the corn to grow and go reap it. By the time yeah. they grow, they're going to go reap it for you and tell you thank you for platinum. So becoming independent, owning your own platform is something I learned. Right. Wow. Appreciate you sharing yeah. that, man. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, at the end of the day, that, that's how it is. And because of that infrastructure that we created, I made another app that we um, developed and, and sold ultimately. Um, so, you know, again, if, if we didn't get started, that would not happen. And I'm sure even though, right, so even to that point, I'm sure the follow-up app probably saved a bunch of time and, exactly. and cost because of the process you went through before, right? Exactly, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. So, you know, again, you, you got to make, make mistakes. We got to learn. And, you know, that's how I see failure. It's, it's just an opportunity to learn. Um, Man, that, was, but, that, that one was epic for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, Based on what, you know, I've read of Upstart and correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, a big part of what you do today has a lot to do with with pay-per-click ads through through Google. Uh, Is is that correct? Have you kind of expanded from that? Is it just one piece of the pie? Yeah, that's just a small piece. Um, okay. what, we, what we undertake is actually a strategy. So pay-per-click is just one item and about 10 different things that we do. I wouldn't say the newest, but the things that we're running right now is all on what's called marketing automation. Right. Love it. Persona management. Right. So um, when we market, we're, we're marketing to a specific audience that talks a certain way, that acts a certain way. Um, so if you, if you are selling a product or, you know, if you were looking for an attorney service or someone that needs, you know, uh, rhinoplasty or breast implants, depending on where you are in the country, those people want to be talked to differently. So right. we create the content and the distribution based on the demographics that people are targeting, right. uh, which is all automated online. So, you know, that's another variation of marketing. Yes. Behavioral data. Exactly. Exactly. How long have you actually been running Upstart? Upstart's been running for about nine years. Nine years. Yeah, about nine years. So I know you have so much advice and wisdom to share, but what's maybe three pieces of advice you'd want to give maybe a college student who is listening to this and and aspires to become an entrepreneur? Oh, cool. Um, I think... The first thing that jumps out to me is um, really don't have to master or know what you're doing to be an entrepreneur, um, to deliver a product or service. You just got to align yourself with someone or people who know how to. Um, So a lot of people tend Mm. to think that you have to be a specialist in something. You have Um, to have the products. Exactly. Um, If you find the need, you can go find the product. So that that's one of the things I w- would say. Um, and then, you know, even though 90% of what we do entails web development, I personally don't know how to make a website. <laughs> Love right? it. Uh, I personally don't know how to run pay-per-click ads. 
but I know exactly what on that website is needed to create someone to react. You understand? I understand psychology. I understand yeah. how to find the right designers and developers based on their personality and, you know, psychology. Yeah. Um, so, so you don't have to know something. You just got to find people around you that, that's good at it and empower them to execute and manage the process. Right. So I would say love what you do. I think that's an important thing because that will allow you to get up every morning and be passionate about what you're doing. Find something in it that you, you enjoy. Um, so, for example, an upstart, I love making money. Um, outside of that, I have a nonprofit called Upstart Cares that 10% of the profits that we create goes into this organization that helps other organizations that need help digitally. Mm. So giving back to uh, other charities and stuff. So that's something that, I, that, that I'm passionate about, orphanages and stuff like that. Um, but like, love what you do. And then the final thing is, um, and it kind of relates to the first one, is um, do what you do best and delegate the rest. Right. Yes. Very, very good points, man. Do you think that there is, on, on that line, do you think there's some sort of pattern or formula to really becoming successful as an entrepreneur? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I think first you got to define what success is. Because right. it's, it's, it's a little different for everyone. How do you, you know? define success? Success for me is the different categories of success, you know, but from a business standpoint, it fuels from a revenue meeting our goals. Um, it, it fuels from how happy my employees are, how engaged they are. Um, that, that fuels success for me. And obviously, you know, I really give my, my employees priority over my clients, quite frankly, because if I have happy employees, I'll have happy clients. I think a lot of people mix it up and, you know, give their clients all the happiness first before the employees. So my, my, my employees are our number one priority. And in turn, it feels right into my clients like, like hot fire. Uh, um, you know, it's a good, yeah. good, good thing to touch on. And I've heard you echo, you know, and talk about your employees. And I can tell that's part of your heart as, as a business owner and, and very important. How do you actually go about finding the, 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 the kind of employees to bring into the organization that, that truly care about the, the company the way you do. Right. So, I mean, there's a few things that we do. Um, one of the things we, we actually test all our employees um, using what's called a disc profile. Right. Um, and it, it gives us an idea on their personality, their right. strengths, um, because every position requires a certain personality type and style. Right. Um, for example, if you're a business development person, a salesperson, you know, to a certain extent, you have to have a, a personality where you don't mind talking to people. You yep. can take rejection, right? Yep. Um, if you're a customer service type um, person who handles more project management, you got to have more empathy or organizational skills. So if you can identify what personality trait you need for different positions, that's what, you know, we, we, we actually fully test people on before we actually bring them in for an interview to make yeah. sure that they're the right fit. Um, so yeah, that's the first thing. Um, the next thing is really one of the things we use for business development and that's sales. 
is, um, you know, we ask them to call in. And when they call in, we just automatically tell them they're not the right fit for the position. <laughs> um, and if they say, okay, thanks, then they're not the right fit for the, for the position. Wow. Uh, but if there's a rebuttal that says, what do you mean? Or, yes, I am, or whatever, then we continue the conversation and the interview. But so you're looking for a little fight back? Of course, man. All the time. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. So you'll realize you lose about 85% of the people right off the bat um, just by that. And the people who actually stay are superstars. Wow. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Man. Right. That, that's, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> but, you know, like I said, ultimately, you know, again, now then you got to pay them and, and take care of them. Give right. them an amazing environment. Um, I mean, we have pool tables, ping pong contests. We do all kind of crazy stuff there, you know. So, um, yeah, just creating an awesome environment where everyone's happy and everyone's motivated to work, right. you know. Let's shift gears a little bit. As a husband and a father, how has being a, a, a business owner affected your family life? I think one of the the things that I really strive on, on having is uh, a, a good balance right. of family time and work time. I'm I'm really not a workaholic, quite frankly, honestly. Right. Uh, my mornings start at five o'clock in the morning, and at that point, I, I pretty much know what my whole entire day looks like. You know, I, I plan from the night before, so I, I know when it's time for my kids. I know when I gotta go to karate. I know when I gotta be with the family. When they go to sleep, I check back in again and do some more work. But, you know, at the end of the day, man, um, I think the balance is really important. I'm pretty good with time right now because I have other people in place to pick up the slack, so to speak, on, on the different things that I'm working on. But in the beginning, it was hard because I was pretty much all in and getting things going. Um, but at the same time, also, my wife is very, um, I wouldn't say demanding, but she made it very clear, <laughs> <laughs> you know, what, 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 what's important for us. So, um, you know, that, that's something that I really pay very close attention to. That's a real CEO. Definitely. You know. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, exactly. But, you know, I think, Stephen, we have to, we, we, we got to become business owners and not business operators. Right. And if you're, a business, you yeah. if you're a business owner and you can't be away from your business for seven days or two weeks or three weeks without it running properly, without it increasing revenue or sustaining, then you just have a job. E-Myth revisited. You need to be working on your business instead of in your business. Exactly. Mm. So, so at the end of the day, that's one of the important things for me it, when I started building the business was, was that I had to have certain things in place where I can actually be away and the business still runs and operates. But okay. the systems, you needed systems in place. Yeah, you definitely need systems and, and people. And people. Um, for me, I'll, I only speak to one person and she pretty much runs everything. Really? So instead of wow. going to multiple people, I go to one person. Wow. Right. So I just manage one person and she manages everyone else. If that makes any sense. Yes, absolutely. Man, Ike, pouring out the knowledge tonight, man. I love it. (laughs) 
you know, before before we actually start wrapping up here, you know, I'd love to have you maybe share some resources and some tools with our listeners. Um, what's what's one book that you've read that's inspired you most? Yeah, I mean, so I think out of everything that we've spoken about tonight, I think that's a really important thing is to read. Yes. Um, and expand your knowledge. And when I say read, it doesn't necessarily be reading a book, but subscribe to Audible and audio. listen to audio programs. Um, and, and if you can't afford Audible, you can go to the library and, 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 and get it, those books. Exactly. But readers become leaders and yes. listeners become leaders. And, and I do at least one book every single month for really? the last five years. Yes. Ah. So, so um, one of the big ones that had a huge impact on me was uh, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Love Hill. It. Love it. A, a must read. Um, Mindset by Carol Dweck. Nice. Um, awesome book. Uh, Blink, Malcolm Gladwell. Yes. Tipping Point, Malcolm Gladwell. Anything Malcolm Gladwell. Read it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Those are awesome. Um, yeah. Those are awesome. Yeah. Those are awesome. Definitely. And then the, the the biggest mentor and the biggest person who I can't leave him out is uh, Tony Robbins. Yes. Um, consume his stuff as if uh, you're consuming food and air. It's, it's, <laughs> it changes your life. Absolutely. Ike, what's, what's something small you've done this month that you're proud of? Uh, something small this month that I'm proud of. Um, I was in Jamaica over the weekend and I volunteered some time at an orphanage that I usually go to. Awesome. So uh, that's one of the places, you know, when I leave there, I just feel full. Um, mm. So that, 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 that's something that I did over the weekend. That's fantastic, man. Name an online resource that could be an app, software, or tool that you use every day and you can't live without it. YouTube. Yeah? Any, yeah. Anything... Um, you know, I think for me, I get just so much, so much information from YouTube. Um, Abraham Hicks, if you've ever heard of her, um, it's a her. So amazing resource um, from a spiritual standpoint, not religious, but a spiritual standpoint that just keep, gets you aligned, that you're just vibrating at a different level during your day, days and nights. Tell me her name. Abraham Hicks. Abraham Hicks. Hicks, H-I-C-K-S. Okay. It's actually, yeah, it's a lady, but um, amazing. It's a part of my daily ritual. Um, can, you know, going through her stuff. Um, again, Tony Robbins, YouTube. Yes. But, you know, like once you start, you know, you start YouTubing certain people, yep. you know, you just, just get so much content. So that's the, the main resource that I would suggest. I'm big on Tony Robbins on YouTube. I'm also big on Les Brown on YouTube. Love, love yeah. two of them in my in my motivationals. Also, ET hit the hip hop preacher has been pretty good for me yeah. too. Yeah. Good love Monday him. morning. Yes. yes, Monday morning motivation. <laughs> yes, definitely. I but yeah. yeah. Go ahead, finish your thought. No, I was just saying, you know, our brains. Um, if you don't plant good stuff in it, weeds will grow. Yes. And we'll We'll, we'll get sucked into all sort of emotional stuff that's happening around us. So we really got to strengthen our emotions and our minds. And the only way we can really do that is, is to learn and grow. On that tip, you know, I'd, I'd love before we wrap up to invite you to share one action that 
aspiring trailblazers that are listening to you right now are going to jump off this podcast episode, what should they commit to? One action, what should they commit to this week to help them blaze their trail? I would say, first of all, create a vision of where you are, where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and in doing so, take survey of where you are mm-hmm. and just create that vision of what you want to go, because where you want to go. Your mind don't know the difference of you dreaming or if it's real. Uh-huh. So create a, a really awesome vision and don't, don't settle just for anything. Just create a compelling vision where if you had all the time, all the money, all the resources, everything you ever dreamed of, what, what is that vision? And I would start with creating that vision because it, this, world, this universe is really amazing that once you start creating these compelling visions, they just start showing up in your life. Um, So you just got to create the vision and believe that you can attain it. And I think that's the hardest part is believe that we can get it and have it and be it. Um, But once you start believing it, it just start manifesting. So that's what I would suggest. People, he speaks the truth. I'm telling you. (laughs) Ike, good stuff, man. Before we let you go, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I appreciate you being so kind to share your story with our community. And I would love for you to tell us how we can stay connected to you uh, before we finish up for today. Yeah, my pleasure, Stephen. And, you know, anything to give back to the community, um, you know, definitely, you know, heartfelt gratitude to, to do that. Um, you can reach me at upstartinternet.com. Get all my contact from upstartinternet.com. And um, within the next uh, 30 days, we'll be launching a podcast called Upstart Hustle. So um, nice. that'll be a, 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 an amazing platform um, to, to get some content around entrepreneurial you know, ventures and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, upstartinternet.com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Ike, thanks so much, man. I really appreciate having you on. Awesome, Stephen. Thanks for having me. Well, that's it for today. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Trailblazers podcast. I'll be posting links to all of today's book recommendations and links mentioned on our show notes page at tbpod.com. If today was your first time listening to the Trailblazers podcast, I just want to extend a warm Trailblazers welcome to you. We're so happy to have you here and we encourage you to go ahead and hit that subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. Go ahead and browse through some of our past episodes to keep the knowledge flowing. If you're a fan of the podcast and today's content and you're maybe already subscribed to the podcast, please continue to share and invite your friends, your family, your colleagues to listen to an episode that you think might impact them most. We believe that someone listening to these inspiring stories will be moved to make significant changes that will have generational impact for many others, both now and well into the future. Don't miss next week's episode. New episodes are released each and every Monday by about 5 a.m. Eastern. Trailblazers, jump off this podcast today. Go find a way to rise above, go way beyond, and keep blazing your trail. Cheers.